1: Webster's Dictionary defines a ladder as a structure of wood, metal, or rope, commonly consisting of two side pieces between which a series of bars or rungs are set at suitable distance, forming a means of climbing up or down. Yes, that's about as much as we'll be talking about ladders this week. This week on the show, we'll be talking about our collections. And as you'll hear, we're a little tired of the grind of the news. Stay tuned. We'll explain it all. Don't worry. But, uh, well, so I guess that's that's a good point. Let's talk about uh, what everybody wants us to be talking about this week. Ladders. Yes, we're going to spend an hour talking about placement of a ladder. No, we're not going to talk about that.
2: <laughs> you know, the funny part is, is uh, it went from there and that ended up going down a rabbit hole of people arguing. It, it, it's like the the... The Winston saying an even five. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't realize this was a like there was a just like a I uh, any. I thought it was everybody agreed <laughs> it, it was a. Le- it's not worth eleven five a year, and half the world is like. I thought it was an even five, uh, and here we are. It's like the ladder thing kind of with, and then that ended up turning into people talking. Like now we're, there's a split between people who. I mean, here we are—what thirty-five years later? I or thirty years later? I pretty much assumed the because the the movie starts with the Ecto One, yeah, and then it suddenly the Ecto One A shows up, and again, I just assumed that meant upgrade. I think everybody did. I assumed everybody did, but apparently, there's now a a new wave of fans who interpreted it as like they got a new car. Yeah, I never realized that people thought, oh, like, and of course. This may be new, just because nobody did think about it prior to the the new movie's uh, teaser, which shows an old mothballed Ecto One, which everybody starts scratching their head going, Ooh, "Why is it not the One A?" Yeah. So suddenly it turns into they didn't because if remember the beginning of Ghostbusters Two, the One is pretty,
1: yeah, pretty, pretty dirty, uh, backfiring pretty backfiring and, and terrible shape, and yeah.
2: So they all just went, "Oh, well, obviously they got a new one," and I'm like. That's kind of the thing that normally you explain narratively, but, oh, yeah. And then, like I said, it turned into internet debate. I mean, <laughs> the usual. It, it,
1: yeah, in real life, they were two separate cars, and it, it's actually something that we struggled with on the, the Ecto manual, was like, well, they're two different cars. We're going to put the VIN and the body styles and all those things and the data manufacturers into the manual, and yeah, so, but... Well, it's, then
2: you're to blame.
1: I, I guess. <laughs> you had a role in this. I know. But then at the same time, too, it's. Uh, uh, this is In the bummers, we're talking about it, but the reason that I hate leaked photos is everybody's seeing stuff out of context. Like, maybe there's explanations for these things. Maybe, I mean, I, maybe. I would hope yeah. that they're not spending any narrative time in a 90 minute to two hour movie talking about ladder placement or uh, that kind no. of thing, but but yeah sure it would make sense that uh maybe they retrofitted the the ecto-1a uh from the original car maybe it was a second car maybe they reverted it back to the original car like uh, again in the scheme of things yeah that is that important is that the important part here I, I mean, no not
2: really I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just amused that it, 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 it it's now there's a there's a debate to be had. It's like why? That's why does it have to be slow. a debate? Yeah, but so That's, yeah, exactly. That's when you know it's slow. It's slow, <laughs> it's slow <'cause laughs> that people are talking about it, and it's slow that we're talking
1: that about. we talking about, about people. it. Yeah, exactly. So um, well, let's go left. I was gonna say. So that brings up a good point. So you and I, Chris, have uh, have been talking offline. Um, the the weekly uh, news cycle, the 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 slog, the grueling, um, just grinding out the news every week, uh, I think has been wearing on you and I a little bit, and we've been trying to come up with some from some discussion topics some stuff for us to talk about uh, in a few episodes where we're not gonna be news heavy um, and even though there's a little <laughs> bit of news and of course there's the leaked photos which uh, as anybody who's tuned in the last uh, couple months has uh, been told until uh, they are gonna ask us to stop like we don't really want to talk about the leaked photos and stuff like that so
2: we well we agreed we're, if, unless it's an official source yeah we're not gonna talk about we're it. not gonna talk that- yeah, that means we're then uh, at the mercy of their plan of how news rolls out, which means it'll be kind of thin on the ground. Yeah, yeah. And we've got until, let's say, late September, into into October, when um, either we'll get the last-minute Halloween merch announcements or the stuff we already know about starts going on sale. And then the last-minute push of things that
1: are coming out in time for Christmas. Yeah, and that's kind of it.
3: <laughs> and, and
1: probably production wrap or or them winding down. So maybe oh, they'll that's have true. Like yeah, a, that'll happen. A teaser, in another that teaser well. trailer yeah. or something that we could talk about. But yeah, it's it's tough because and I I've seen the discourse online that's well, how is it a spoiler? We know that the car is going to be in the movie because it was in the teaser trailer. Well. Yeah, I, I get the point of that, and I totally understand that. But at the same time, this was not how we were intended to see the car for the first time. That no, seeing yeah. somebody sitting in the field with their iPhone conspicuously pointed up at the road, and that's how you see something, that's not the way that it was intended for us to see the first images of, of a certain uh, ectomobile. So,
2: yeah, well, I had somebody that was like, how is it a spoiler? They didn't point out the trailer. They pointed out... Uh, and there was that photo, the black-and-white photo of the parts right. on the rack. Right, and, and, and Which, basically, the way I try to explain this as there's you and me, and when we're talking to somebody who's, you know, one-on-one like that, who's like, why is this a spoiler? Because X, Y, Z. We're like, that's you. Yeah. There are tens of thousands of other people that are reading our Facebook page, listening to the podcast, on Twitter, etc., that we don't know what they have and have not seen. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, and the, and that's only that's only going to get worse as time goes on. So the easiest solution to not having to juggle, should we talk about this, but what if they haven't seen X or Y, it is just go, if it's not coming from production, we just won't talk yeah. about it. It's and, pretty and, easy then.
1: And the bummer is I think we've talked about it more than we probably already intended to. Yeah. Um, but it because it repopulated and, and spread so fast, so quickly upon, you know, all of the social media platforms, it was kind of hard to avoid. And I know a lot of people that were upset that they yeah. saw it didn't want to see that. Um, certainly not the way I wanted to see uh, things in motion for the first time. So, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, that's that's kind of at a certain point, like. I actually was was texting with Craig Goldberg of the S yes Have Some podcast. And I'm like, I'm gonna walk away. Like, we're just gonna go on hiatus. The CrossRip is gonna take a nice long break, <laughs> and every, I, every week we're gonna upload an hour of of elevator music. Yeah, exactly. We're we're gonna do <laughs> Golden Girls <laughs> clip shows for the next six months. But um, so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should actually do that instead of the discussion topic next week, which let's put some music together. Um, (laughs) All right. Sure. But uh, all right. Well, so so let's do this, Chris. We have uh, this is a fun discussion topic that uh, at a certain point I realized we hadn't talked about on the show and it was kind of surprising. Um, So we'll do that. And then next week we have another fun discussion topic. uh, And then the week following that. Uh, we have our book club finally With the Ontario Ghostbusters Which I'm really excited about We'll be talking about Wild and Crazy Guys Homework in the Guys. summer yeah. Homework in the summer is all it is it, It's, I mean it's summer reading Think of it that way mm. um, Alright that's better But so this is your uh, your, I guess three week No two week warning as you listen to this uh, If you haven't read <laughs> Wild and Crazy Guys Go out pick it up and read it So that you can join along with the book club Because that's going to be a, a hell of a discussion But
2: It's a fun fast read So yeah. Yeah. go get it
4: Hey guys, it's Tommy, usually from Pittsburgh, but at the moment across the street from Hook and Ladder 8, standing at about the spot where Paul Rudd slimed himself. This has been a wild year already. I mean, you guys talked about it on this week's show. The merchandise game is getting crazy. But for me, I love Halloween Horror Nights. I've been going for, I think this will be my eighth year in a row now. And Ghostbusters has long been rumored but I can't believe it's actually finally happening. Uh, I just wanted to clarify a couple of things though that you guys mentioned on the show. Do not expect them to bring this house back. Universal does not repeat houses. They do it once and that's the end of it. When it comes to TV series like The Walking Dead and uh, American Horror Stories, they do a different season every year. So for Stranger Things, they did that last year with season one. This year they'll be doing seasons two and three but they do not repeat a house year after year. The only house that I know that they repeated was American Werewolf in London, uh, but they brought that back for the 25th anniversary of the event, where they brought some other like scenes from other houses as like a big fan-favorite thank-you kind of a thing. So, yeah, if you want to see this house, you need to go this year. Next year is the 30th anniversary, so maybe if it's big enough, we'll get Ghostbusters 2, though I'm hearing that the house is going to be featuring items from both Ghostbusters 2 and 2016 Uh, if you don't mind being spoiled there are a few leaked shots coming out from uh, them building the house regardless I'm over the moon I will be down in Orlando the last two weeks of September Uh, if you swing by Moe's Tavern your chances are I'll be there drinking it up I'm not there I'm probably in the house alright guys well I'll
3: see you on the other side. Hi, Chris and Troy. This is Doug Scarborough Fisher of the Masters of Ghostbusters. Uh, I just wanted to chime in on the thing that seems to be happening lately of a lot of hate uh, going toward and then also coming from folks that have uh, the Spirit Proton Packs. Um, Personally, I don't care if you have a spear pack, if you have a scratch built one, if you've got a super high-end one with metal parts and all that kind of thing. We're all fans, uh, we're all trying to have fun, uh, many of us are trying to raise money for charity. It shouldn't necessarily matter what type of Proton pack we have on. Um, unfortunately a lot of people have very very strong opinions about it. Uh, I myself started off with scratch-built packs that my friend Mike uh, made with me, Uh, and getting into making that, I started to realize that I liked making them. Uh, And so I've been working on kit builds, I'm trying to start my own uh, business uh, called Gatekeeper Productions USA, uh, that I'll be building proton packs through, at least that's the theory. but I, I just don't get the hate that's being bandied back and forth. Uh, personally, I would think that if you have Spirit Pack, it would be best if you upgraded or modified it at least a little bit. But if you don't or you can't, <laughs> what's that of of me to you know try to go? Oh, then you're not a real Ghostbuster. We're all, well, you know, we're all together in this. You know, none of us are actually out there busting ghosts, you know, we're all trying to just look like a Ghostbuster, you know, because it speaks to us and it speaks to people in the general public. The general public does not care, generally, what our pack looks like. You know, they don't care if we have the exact Ectomobile, you know. They just see Ghostbusters and go, oh look, Ghostbusters, oh that's awesome, can we get a photo? And people seem to be losing sight of that. And I really hope that we can kind of turn this around. Uh, it just seems like everybody's just trying to poke at each other. And it's really kind of weird and a little disturbing, actually. Uh, so hopefully none of us have to get doused with Uh Although maybe that would help at this point. Uh, but really, guys, yeah, it's just my two cents. And uh, see you on the other side.
0: Hey guys, this is Jill from Chicago, and I'm calling, and I can't guarantee it's the last time that you'll hear from me this week, because I've only been able to listen to this week's episode intermittently, but I had to call about the discussion with um, the, the spirit line of items and how authentic they look and whatnot, which really, adults having fights over whose toys are better, like, that, come on. Anyhow... Last year, Halloween weekend, I was in New York City, went to the spirit store there, everything was 50% off, and they um, had to a bunch of stuff. I wasn't in a haul, a proton pack, back to Chicago, um, but they did have a trap. so I picked that up, and I found out how authentic it happened to look um, to the TSA agent at LaGuardia Airport, because I almost didn't make it through TSA, phase for one of the agents came over and she started laughing and was like, yeah, it's a toy. You're okay. Just want to throw that out there. It, it, they're good enough to full TSA, which, um, well, hopefully that does mean something. Other thing is, and I'm kind of lazy to the party, but needed to put it out there that in terms of mashups, I don't know if it would be a mashup per se, but to get involved or, or, or see a combination with What We Do in the Shadows, movies or TV shows, for that matter, anything with Taika Waititi our Jemaine Clement would be hilarious. I don't know how much sense it would make, but it would be guaranteed worth. Anyhow, thanks for letting me share. See you later. For, well, I won't see you, but you know what I mean. Have a good one.
5: Hey guys, this is Ivan Shablaski from the Arkham Ghostbusters. Uh, I thought that was a a pretty interesting what-if scenario you had there. You might have overlooked one of the biggest factors, though. Uh, If we're replacing Batman 1989 with Ghostbusters 2 as far as success, we have to consider what happened in the real world with Batman 89. It went on to be a successful franchise that wound up becoming a despised franchise and uh it got rebooted we wound up on our our third reboot of batman with the DCEU by 2016 so uh i think there's still a pretty good chance we would have had a reboot maybe not called reboot but we would have had a reboot by 2016. Uh, robocop had been rebooted uh, plenty of other things. Uh, Thousands of Ninja Turtles also have been rebooted cinematically uh, in the last five years. Uh, twice, I think, actually. Um, but in any case, yeah, I, I, I do see in the scenario you guys built that uh, by 2000, 2001, the original franchise is dying off, and uh, we're looking at a reboot around 2016. Anyway, I thought that was great speculation, and uh, hopefully you don't have to resort to another episode like that again for a while, because I feel like there's probably enough real news, not just rumors, that uh, it's going to be floating around for a while, at least. Keep it up. Talk to you later.
1: So let's launch into our, uh, our discussion topic for this week, Chris. Um, collections. We, we spend a lot of time talking about new merch that's coming out, things that we uh, can or cannot afford, um, and a lot of people have large collections. Uh, you see the treasure and toy rooms that some people have, and you go, oh my god, that's impressive. Uh, the the dtoF uh, alone probably set you back more than my collection is worth. But... <laughs> um, so uh, I, I kind of wanted to talk about our favorite pieces in our collections. Uh, what, sure. Things things that mean something to us, something that has sentimental value, something that has monetary value, something that's incredibly rare, um, because I, I, I make no mistake, I am not claiming to have uh, Mr. Ghostbuster or Bobby 80s or any of those guys' uh, giant collections. Um, no. But... A uh, few people do. Yeah, a few people do. And, uh, but they're, uh, the, the best part about being a fan is the stuff that you own usually has some sort of memory associated with it, or usually has, um, some sort of, uh, uh nostalgic value that you look at it and you think of, of, something, um, or it may be something that you have long sought after, which I know, Chris, you've got, uh, Japanese collectibles that are kind of your holy grails and, uh, some of them yeah. you, you searched high and low for and finally found and some you're still hunting for, um, so uh, maybe let's start with just, uh, it, can you pick a favorite piece? I know this is like asking the Sophie's Choice question, but in, in your collection down uh, in your, your awesome vault uh, where top men store all of the goods, what, what's, what's kind of like on the top of your list of things that uh, you uh, hold in your possession?
2: Well, let's see here. That's a have talked about it before, so I won't lean on it too much. But one of my early holy grails was the the fire king, the uh, the uh, anchor Hawking, uh, What do you want to call it? Corningware. There's a there's a term for that that type of uh, semi-transparent uh, or semi-translucent. Uh, um, Ceramic or whatever the hell you want to call
1: it. You remember the eighties, seventies and Uh, eighties, they had the unbreakable Uh, Pyrex. Yeah, Pyrex was what I was going toward, but I think that's the brand name, like Kleenex. That's the brand name of it, but
2: there's a yeah, there's a bunch of well anyways, this um very little merch came out after the first movie. It was just not something they really anticipated. But there was a few weird odds and ends that came out. The Japanese—that's why I, I like trying to find the Japanese stuff because the Japanese, uh, as we've been learning, if you follow uh, Naoki of the Ghostbusters Japan, uh, as he like, uh, if I understand correctly, their cinemas are basically uh, the the back rooms of very large storefronts, or or they have a storefront where we'd have like a, a, a Starbucks would be crammed into our cineplex or whatever (laughs) they have put in a a mid-sized store for merch related specifically to the movie that is showing there like they really there's none of this go to the movie theater and then leave and go that was great i wonder where i'll find merch you don't have to worry about that at all you step out well actually before you even step into the movie you can just go hey everything i could ever want right here
1: i mean it's like going to a concert or a a, you know a a broadway play or something here where you've got the the booth or the merch table with t-shirts and stuff like that. That's awesome. I wish we did that but for this, movies.
2: Yeah, well this is, yeah, exactly, right? Like, we leave and go, I will check the comic shop to see what shows up there. I will check the bookstore to see what shows up there. Well, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, half the reason Proton Charging started was just a report. A hey, thing has arrived.
3: Go <laughs> yeah. find
1: it here. Well, uh, um, the, the magazine page, or like the back of Starlog that had the, like, uh, Ghostbusters t-shirt, jacket, and hat... Yep. And uh, send send a self-addressed stamped envelope plus a money order uh, to get a catalog. That's basically how I... Yeah. Exactly.
2: Or the uh, official fan club guys that set up in Pittsburgh, they had some, like the bumper stickers and all that. Right, right. I have a few of those. Those are quite nice. But this mug, it's just a plain white Pyrex, for lack of a better term, mug, you know, in that 70s kind of... diner style uh, mug with the Ghostbusters logo on it. And of course, it's Pyrex, which means it's that that logo is imprinted into the layers of of the Pyrex like it is indestructible. It is basically the item that will outlive everything else I have (laughs) in my collection. And it was really hard to get a because they didn't make a lot because when they made them it wasn't really an anticipation of the movie being the biggest movie of all, you know, all all time at or the biggest story sure. of the all yeah. time at that point, if not all, still to this day. And it it's it's a Corningware piece. It's a it's a it's it's collectible to people who are not Ghostbusters fans. There are people that they collect Corningware pieces, and so even going back to like the '90s, that was like a hundred to hundred and fifty dollar mug to get your hands on, right and It took me a while, but one – I think I I went on eBay and I bid on two or three different mugs over the years and just had to drop out because uh, either they didn't go for it or didn't have it at the time. Now there's the buy it now. Like people realize that (laughs) (laughs) I will take several million dollars for it if they think somebody will go, I will happily buy it for several million dollars right this second. They didn't really have that functionality, I don't think, for some of the – auctions I was doing so it wasn't an option I had to just put a bid in and you know hope I could make it and then of course you know it reached 200 bucks and I'd go oh there's no way and then there was just a nice (laughs) there was a nice uh, crossing of the graphs of between one was available and I had some disposable cash and and I won it at a very reasonable uh, I believe I got it for 260 bucks
1: oh that's not bad at all considering the rarity of it and usually what it actually sells for too yeah because that's it usually like a five six hundred dollar mug, right?
2: No, 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 no. Sorry, that's that's what the the top at the time was going for. Yeah,
1: well, now I got it's, it for way less. I think yeah. I got
2: it for like just under two hundred or something. Anyways, I know I got it for what like quite a bit less than than they were normally going for. It was just timing, I guess. Like yeah. nobody was looking for else was looking really that hard, or the people who were hadn't tuned in that week or something. But so that's. That's a big one to me. Yeah. Um, That's a good one. I, th- I, I know I've talked, I, I said I wouldn't talk about it much and there goes 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> That's all right. The I know I talked about the the ashtray, the Japanese ashtray, uh, which I finally got my hands on. I know I talked about that one because yeah. I bought it, got it, and then the eBay fulfiller sent me a busted uh, mask the dot 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 yeah. action figure. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken had, that
1: happened at the very yeah. beginning of our podcast recording. Like that was that very, very early first year that we were early, Yeah. Very early. Yeah.
2: Uh and then uh yeah, it somebody else popped up. Oh, that was so long. That's 3 plus years ago now. Uh if I recall correctly, somebody said they knew how to get one and uh, I think I don't yeah, I don't recall Boy, I'm going to have to go back and listen to our own episodes to double check the story on that one. Yeah. All I know is I have it in its, its box, its cardboard box, and, and all that. It's just, that's a nice one, too, because again, uh, I mean, frankly, if you think about it, the amount of Ghostbusters glassware is really kind of low
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, which is crazy i mean until uh, diamond select did those uh, replica burger king glasses they never really did the, like the yeah there the was replica. the gas station was it sinoco what was the gas station that did the ghostbusters 2 yep. yeah
2: Sunoco did uh, ghostbusters 2 there was those replicas the alamo draft house did that wrap around ecto 1 right yeah uh, for the screening special screenings they did there's some shot glasses uh floating around here and there there's uh nowadays quite a, quite a few mugs lots of mugs you know like the stay puffed head mug uh the ghost trap uh mug lots of different mugs um but yeah like just in total like the the mug i have the the ashtray like glassware is really thin on the ground when it comes to it the glassware is very much an adult collectible thing yeah and this target's kind of slightly different but uh there was that Boy, I don't know. I was very proud early on when I got my hands on a set of the um, the Hardys Ghostbusters two Noisemakers.
1: Oh, did you
2: those, did you get those? Oh yeah, very early oh, on, I funny. managed to get a set of them. They're um, they're a rarity. Well, were I noticed more and more, they kind of don't know why if people were just unloading them or something like that. But again, it also might have just been the reach of eBay that. Um, the number, the connections between myself to people who had them for sale was much lower. Now that's a much bigger sampling of the world's uh, selling off their stuff, but that's grown. I think I, that's why I like that one. Cause I got the noisemakers. Cause I know at the time people talked about them, but not many people had them. And since then it's slowly grown outwards. I like growing collections outwards. Like, so I have the noise started with the noisemakers. Now I have a couple of the cups from Hardy's, I have some like uh, signage stuff that they had, uh, and there's still more to go. Like there's some people out there that have like the banners and stuff like that. Um, same goes for my top stuff. Like it was, it's not that hard to kind of uh, get yourself a full set of the uh, the cards. Uh, but then you know, getting yourself a selection of unwrapped cards and then the box. Then the poster that came in the box, which is, they never ever sell them together anymore it seems. Um, then the one sheet that went out to the, to like candy stores, like, look, Tops, it'll make you lots of money and Ghostbusters. Buy some. I have that. I just.
1: Yeah, all those little like kind of odds, odds and know, ends kind of thing. Odds and ends. Yeah.
2: This is stuff that, it's funny that we're having this conversation because it's an, it's an, an internal evaluation process. I've. Had going on for a while now because what I've realized is, and we talked about this before, that I've hit a point where I enjoy everything I have, but now I kind of want to start pairing, pairing it down. Like I realize now, there when I went in as a, a an early fan, it was get everything I could. Then you know when I became like a twenty something, it was a twenty something and a fan. I started looking for the rarer and rarer stuff, but that was still you know, across the board Ghostbuster stuff. And now I'm realizing that, you know, where my, my interests lie overall. And while I'm kind of keen on stuff I bought over the years, I'm looking at items going, I could probably let this go. <laughs> <laughs> well, seriously, cause like I, I, I'm looking at my shelf and it's just naturally arranged that, you know, I have a wall of Ectos, I have a wall of Slimer and I have a wall of Stay puffed. And for whatever reason, I like that more than I was never an action figure guy. So the few action figures I picked up they're like, these are cool, but you know, (laughs) it's, I'm now getting into the space of, I've I've never been, uh, chasing after everything. Plus everything has just gotten huge. Like the, you know, as more and more merch gets made, the ability to keep on top of it is, I'm no Steve Sansweet. What the hell? (laughs)
1: We talked about this before, but Steve. We should get you like a barn up in uh, Secret Studio North or something oh, and we yeah. can start that now. Like let's let's make no, that happen.
2: I don't No, no, no. <laughs> See, the person who's in the sweet spot for this right now is uh is Jason at Ghostbusters News because Sansweet's whole deal was he managed to get himself in a position where he could go hunting for the old stuff but he would be sent to the new stuff, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like originally he was just sent to him because he was a, a a collector they wanted to an influencer collector, if you want an early example of that. But then, you know, and then he got hired on too. So it's, I, I'm no, I'm not, that's, that's not a dragon I'm going to chase anymore. <laughs> and, and part of me is going, why am I hold, holding, on to this stuff? You know, like, uh, Marie Kondo, this stuff, if it's not, Giving me joy, it's just taking up space, and sooner or later I'm going to have to move it, and then I'm going to be mad at it. Yeah, <laughs> like there, there's no point to that. So I'd rather like I'm looking at I have the Diamond Select figures, uh, everything up to uh, the last wave just before it went into Ghostbusters Two. I'm looking. I'm if I'm sounding quieter, it's because I leaned over to
1: look. <laughs> trying to figure out which ones they were. I think yeah. What were those last ones? Mm. I have, I have the uh, the zombie uh, cab driver, so
2: that's wave three, and they did four, I think, didn't they, Yeah, the well, first series? What was the f- so, fourth
1: one? I can't remember But there's now an example of
2: where I'm looking at it going, yeah, I'm. these are cool, but there's probably somebody else out there that is really big on these things. Yeah. I can unload them to them, but the Slimer stays with me because I want the Diamond Select Slimer to go along with my real Ghostbuster Slimer. Again, I've talked about I'm not a... A real Ghostbusters collector, but the Slimers I want, right? Like the if it's a Slimer, I want it. If it's a Stay Puft, I want it. If it's an Ecto, I want it. And part of me is kind of excited because that means then I'm. There's a lot of stuff that's really cool that I have that I probably won't hold on to, but I'm. I think other people really like. I have a Granny Gross. I have the Hunchback. Like those are the two real ghostbuster uh monsters i have like not min- counting mint
1: on card or loose mint or? on card yeah wow that's cool
2: not counting i have a yeah so whereas i have the real ghostbusters uh green ghost slimer and i have a stay puffed on card those i'll hold on to uh let's see here there's the ecto glow I have, I have a run of the Ecto Glows, which were the last ones produced. Those I really love the hell out of just because they were a real good collector rundown years ago. Like, yeah. I managed to get the whole set of them at a really good price. And I dig them, but I'm kind of like going, well,
1: maybe, maybe not. Um, yeah, if you're not a completionist, why? I mean, even even for the completionists, like, I think the ultimate thing that brings you joy is looking at your collection and going, like, I have them all. And then what do you do? Well, <laughs> well not, <laughs> not exactly.
2: There's a bit of joy going, I have everything except this one thing, and it, I'm having fun finding yeah. it. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the thrill of the I hunt. Have, yeah. The big debate I'm having now is I have uh, uh, a uh, Kenner, Series 1, Peter, and Winston on card. In fairly decent shape. And it's kind of like, if I was ever to hold on to anything that wasn't a Slimer or a Stay Puft, it'd be the original four. Sure, yeah, as a run, always but in demand. But then at the same time, the price tag on an Egon and a Ray on card to go with them <laughs> is—it's enough to make me go. Eh, well, I maybe could complete the set. <laughs> yeah. So those those may those may go again, mostly because I'm leaning towards letting them go because I'm sitting here going I think they're cool but I know there's an actual real Ghostbusters collector out there that would absolutely love to get their hands on them and they're not things that show up on the market all that much so maybe I'll do that but this is about the best of the best let me continue to stare at the wall and I'm gonna flip it back on you all right yes because here's the thing when I went down for the um Sorry, I just Kanye'd you. Why don't you talk, Troy? I'm going to let you finish, but I'm going to let you start. But um, when I was down, because uh, you became a dad. And because you live in L.A., uh, in an uh, uh, apartment in L.A., space. Yeah, and, downsizing. Uh, I, I, I downsizing. hear you
1: talking about your collection. I'm like, I wish I had room for that. That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah, well, remember,
2: I was you all of 10 years ago until I finally managed. <laughs> so sure. you will get there. Yeah. It's just you're, you're a few a few years behind me. Uh, and then you'll get there and you'll be like me going, now I have everything out. Do I want to keep everything But what I was amazed by is I was amazed to find that you had stored everything away. Not amazed, because I guess I kind of technically did the same thing for many years. Sure, yeah. But it also meant I had no, like, if you ever came up here, I could show you what I have. I went down there. I have no idea what your collection is, to be honest. It's,
1: It's all, my underground bunker is like a public storage space that's like a mile as the crow flies from here. And that's where it all is. In boxes upon boxes, just waiting. But what have you got? What's your fave? What's your earliest? I mean, so the... Uh, as as you were talking, it was giving me ideas. That was I was very uh, sort of selfishly letting you go first, so I could like have. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. That'll help me figure out what mine is. But well, let's all
2: be honest here. We all know if you need to kill time, just point at me and say I
1: don't know and battle. talk. Go, Chris, and away I go. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the things that I own, I don't necessarily have that one item or two items that you know uh, I will reinforce to Hazel. When I die, you take that, you pawn it off, because that's your. <laughs> That's your inheritance right there. (laughs) Uh, I don't necessarily have anything like that. I have a lot of things that mean certain things to me, certain uh, sentimental, emotional value uh, to me. Like, um, I think I've mentioned it on the show before, but, uh, growing up, uh, rural Colorado, uh, v- family of modest means we weren't able to have all of the, you know, I-, I only had, uh, Egon and Peter from the real ghostbusters for the longest time. And, uh, Ray, if I recall correctly, was a GI Joe paratrooper that kind of looked like he might be wearing the ecto goggles. So, uh, <laughs> that he was a stand in for Ray and then, uh, Winston, uh, was I had uh, a Mr. T action figure, uh, uh-huh. who had lost his arm, but uh, I had come <laughs> up with an elaborate backstory as to why Winston had lost an arm, uh, in in battle. But uh, th- for the longest time, like that, those were my four Ghostbusters, and my firehouse was something that I made out of uh, leftover siding from when my dad uh, put new siding on the house and stuff like that. So, uh, something that means the world to me is when. 1994 or 95, right when I first kind of ventured onto the dial-up internet era and started making friends online. Um, I, I made friends with somebody who owned a toy shop out in Fishkill, New York, which is a small kind of cool town. They film there all the time. Cause it's that kind of like, um, uh, what's the, uh, Gilmore girls, you know, it's that kind of like, uh, that, that small town. But anyway, so, uh, I was helping her put her, uh, not her collection, but her inventory online so that people could shop online and start to buy. She, she was ahead of her time, Karen, she was really awesome. And, uh, so I was helping her out and as payment, she said she would send me a few things for my collection. And she, Uh, had heard that I never had an Ectomobile when I was a kid and I never had a firehouse when I was a kid. And sure enough, in her inventory, she had a a Kenner firehouse and an Ecto-1 that she sent my way. Uh, So, you know, even though I was a freshman in high school uh, by that point, uh, I finally got those toys that I really wanted. And I still have them to this day. Uh, They're beaten up. They're loose. They're... Um, not complete, not in the best shape in fact, it really meant the world to me at fanfest when somebody brought me a, a sign for this particular firehouse because you know <laughs> she she sent it to me, uh knowing that I never had one as a kid and and she wanted to make sure that it was something of value to me and uh now my, my firehouse has a sign, which is cool so uh there's that kind of stuff I have uh I'm gonna I'm- I'm gonna quickly interject. It's really funny that you say that because
2: the that real Ghostbusters Slimer and Green Ghost that I mentioned I have. Yeah. I got them. I was I probably had a few items, but this would have been relatively early on. I was working at a comic shop in Calgary, Alberta. And the owners, uh, somebody came in and unloaded a bunch of st- – I don't know if it was an estate pickup or, like, whatever. But they they had those two figures. And the shop owner knew that, A, I loved Ghostbusters, and, B, um, didn't sell collectibles in the store. So he let me I, – I got them. Oh, I was wow. Like, here you go, kid. So it's funny that you
1: got, you, you got kind of your kickstart the same way. I'm like, that, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was – and and it was at that point in time when i was really getting back into ghostbusters and and hopping yep. online and checking out bill's uh, ghostbusters homepage and i mean basically all things point back to that 1994 1995 like kick re- restart for me on on my my yeah. love for ghostbusters so so that that's why it kind of means the world to me because it happened at that point in time it was about that time that Ryan LeClaire, who actually just reached out, he's listening to the show, uh, uh, got me a copy of Making Ghostbusters before the uh, asking price on it went up to yeah. like the three or four digit uh, mark. So um, so that obviously I hold dear. Um, yeah. The uh, Violet Rame of Steel, I, I, you know, Ghostbusters Daughter obviously hit me at a, a pretty uh, monumental time in my life is I had a daughter. And if you listen back to the book club, uh, you hear me finding out how to be a parent on the air. So, <laughs> uh, so meeting her and, uh, getting to do some fun stuff with her. And she, she signed my book with a really lovely message. And that, that to me is probably the, the one thing that I would put up there is my number one as of right now. Like that's, that's my number one collectible.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, she and was very sweet to you in your
2: message. My, mine was <laughs> slightly more humorous since she basically, because I hadn't taken all the sticky notes off from <laughs> when we had the book club. That's right. When I brought it to her, and <laughs> and I had as threatened, I had already had the that uh, the library grade uh, mylar. Uh, you had covered it, around the desk. yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was like, Wow, you take this seriously, and I was like, Yeah, I guess so. And then she wrote, You know, I really like the sticky notes. I'm like, All right, I thanks. take everything <laughs>
1: seriously, yeah.
2: Now, now the funny part is, I have to leave the sticky notes on, otherwise, the notes sense, <laughs> don't make any sense. I'm true. kind of curious how many people share, like, their. I think a lot of fans probably have similar stories because whereas you got uh, Ryan LeClaire gave you, you're making Ghostbusters, mine was. Year one, uh, Amazon.com, and I they had one listed and I bought it. And then I, I forget the circumstances, like it was so early on that nothing made sense, like there was no no rules to these things. So, in that, those days, it was like talking to a store. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it was like a like, used so
1: bookshop, you were actually getting used books, uh, yeah, through Amazon and through Amazon. Yeah.
2: And, and so, when they sent a note saying, Oh, we were wrong. We don't have it. I actually called uh, because they still gave out a number, talked to a human being and explained, look, it was listed. I paid you money and it's nice to offer to send it back. But I again, like these days, if they said, yeah, we thought we had it, we don't. I'd go, well, that's Uh, moving on. Wander Yeah. I, I was like, meh. and they went, "Well, let's go." I that they're just very sorry. We'll look into it. Like no, and then like they emailed saying, "We looked around the warehouse. We found it, and here it is." They sent it to me. So, uh, and then again, like you, um, you know, I think most fans have a handful of items that were special to begin with, and now have leveled up because we've taken them to get signed and things. Yeah, but, yeah. They I mean, mentioned my they making mean
1: something, yeah. and then they mean even more even once more. you've uh, added that extra XP onto yeah. it. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, my making Ghostbusters is signed by you know Dan Aykroyd before I went down to FanFest, and then managed to get uh, Richard Edlund and John Bruno to sign the cover of it in you know gold uh, gold paint sharpie. I'm like,
1: oh, this oh, is even better. That's so cool. That's. Yeah. I mean, uh, there are certain things like that. Like, uh, when I was doing some archival research for the cleaning up the town doc, uh, filmmakers, the Buenos how um, much stuff
2: did you steal? <laughs> In well, Nobody listens I to this. I do
1: have, it's a photocopy. Uh, oh. but I do have, so Larry Jones, who was one of the studio executives kept meticulous papers for anything and everything, which was kind of a joy to go through at the, um, Margaret Herrick Library that the uh the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences has this awesome library down in Beverly Hills that you have to make an appointment to. You have to wear the white gloves. They sit you down at a table where somebody's watching you because everything is very rare and, and very valuable. Um but I was going through uh the Columbia exec's uh personal files from 1984 and 1985 and came across the the catering order for the premiere that they had, which the premiere was a fundraiser for the original film. uh, And, uh, you know, including the final bid, I think they spent something like $4,500 on just the food for the after party uh, at the Ghostbusters premiere. So I I have like little things like that. Yeah. That uh, you, you show that to anybody else. Anybody who's listening to this is like, Troy, who the hell cares? Like that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But but it means a lot to me. I don't know why it tickled me so much, and to be sitting at the library, going through these materials, and uh, and basically putting putting my fingerprints on history, even though I'm wearing the white gloves and I can't put fingerprints on anything. Uh, that that was super cool. Um, and then if I if I ever <laughs> met Larry Jones they didn't say you couldn't lick it <laughs> that's true sorry uh, please do not do not write on the materials please do not touch <laughs> them with your bare hands but they didn't say I could not lick it my dear <laughs> you'll have to go papers.
2: yeah anyways you were uh, sorry you were saying it, uh, if you ever ran
1: but yeah ran I mean if I ever ran into Larry I think actually now that I'm talking about, it. I think Larry Jones passed away. So, uh, I, I may have committed the biggest faux pas here by saying if I ever run across Larry Jones, I'd have him sign that menu. But, uh, that's probably yeah. never going to happen.
2: Well, I have, uh, a, a, a call sheet, um, uh, from, uh, answer the call that, uh, Paul Feig signed, which yeah. was awesome at fan fest. I think I talked that, about that before. Um, shout out to Bob for that one. Cause that was awesome. Thank yeah. You, um, yeah, I'm
1: trying to And they're not see, they're not something you know, of of particular value. Um
2: Well, no, see this is the thing, there's yeah, there's no monetary value except to other fans who are really interested in the the making. Like there's a reason why Cinefex, like the price on on Cinefixes don't go up and up and up and up and up because uh, they're really only sought after by a particular segment yeah. of people that yeah. want the articles on how the movie was made versus a figure, you know, that looks great on a shelf or a desk or whatever that are sought after by fans in general, right? So, again, like, uh, uh, I, I don't even know how to display them. I just have boxes and boxes of books and magazines and photocopies and, like you, right? Like, um, you know, uh, I, 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 it's funny, Alex Newborn's uh, was posting some up on his pages um the only person who probably has more photocopied uh, newspaper articles than i do uh (laughs) yeah um is he same thing like at a certain point you know if you're into the movie and you're into the history of the movie and you find yourself in a a public library that has like a microfiche collection uh, which is a thing I don't even know if they maintain anymore and then they were they swore they were gonna put them all digital and then Google stopped maintaining that so I don't know how the hell we're supposed to find this stuff anymore but uh, I remember you know going through and getting the 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 newspaper reviews from all the newspapers across North America yeah. and interviews that you know because arts and entertainment sections wouldn't just do reviews sometimes a day of release they'd have an interview with them, right? All those press junkets that we saw for TV had the the print media equivalent too, right? They were also sitting down with them and asking questions for an interview and, and then pumping it out there and Again, the videos of some of these things have shown up on YouTube. The, the audio tapes of these people will are probably yeah, long gone. Yeah. So all we have is this photocopied record of what the interview was. And I love that stuff. And it's literally, it's the 10 cents it cost me to photocopy. Oh, man. Uh, yeah.
1: I mean, you you bringing that up, that I, that I think that's the type of fan I am. I don't need to have everything in my collection. But I do, anytime on any project that I'm working on, anytime I have access to any type of repository of of materials of info. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, the only reason I found out about the papers at the Margaret Her- Herrick library was, uh, I was there working on, I think it was the, the 30th anniversary of roots or something because all of David Wolper's right. papers were there. And of course you sit down at a computer with uh, search terms in front of you and you're <laughs> looking up <laughs> Leslie Uggams, uh, LeVar Burton, I wonder if I type in Ghostbusters on Ghostbusters. You know? <laughs> yeah,
2: well like, well, like, the first time I found out, like, the AP and all that maintained online sites of their photo catalogs. Yeah. For, what's the first thing you put in?
1: Yeah, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Hey, I just got a Getty Images account. Uh, I really need to pull some stuff for this project, but let's see what they have in their Ghostbusters poll.
2: Yeah. How badly do I want <laughs> a picture of Bobby Brown at the Ghostbusters two pretty pretty yes. bad.
1: Yeah, pretty uh, bad. Yeah, I mean that's that's the kind of stuff. I mean, that, I think this is proving a, a pretty good point uh, that there are different types of collectors. There are, yeah. I mean, like you have you have the people that have rows and rows and rows and shelves upon shelves of army building of Kenner action figures, and they have you know four of every single figure that yeah. was released in, released in the entire line. Uh you have the people that have the the prototypes of incredible value, one of a kind, maybe two of a kind um yeah. th- th- of props from the actual film you know i I'm lucky yeah. enough that I have a few things from Answer the Call that were screen used, but that's that's about it um because those are incredibly <laughs> valuable and and then you have Jeff <laughs> yes. Who's buying
2: everything from answer the call that he can uh, on top of other stuff, <laughs> Mister Shrek? Here's, you well to give you to give you some idea here um, in the Kenner category, you have Mister Ghostbuster. Who have you ever seen his collection? It's a lot of loose stuff. Like he has box stuff, but his collection is it's massive in terms of loose yeah toys he's he's collected. And then on the flip side, you have Bobby Eighties. And if you've seen his, he's going after everything he can boxed and carded right uh, and not only that is i think somewhere along the line even like is trying to arrange the collection as kenner said please put it out on your sh- you know toys r us shelves in the following manner oh like, was that i uh,
1: saw photos of like a, to- a toys r us like shelf recreation that had that, like nintendo that wasn't him boxes that was somebody and, else oh, okay.
2: but that was that was brilliant yeah. so somebody's basement that they've been turning in they got old shelves and they got yeah some toys r us uh, in store paraphernalia and put it around. Uh, sale signs and cardboard stand-ups, like all those real Ghostbusters stuff like uh, banners, you name it, right? Like, and that's just in the Kenner category. And that's two people that are going after two entire. So when people say, "Oh, you know," I'll be, you're not fighting everybody else. Like, you may, you, you sure, you may be bidding against that loose, you know, against somebody for that loose uh, Egon, but it's not everybody, right? Yeah. Like, I yeah. um. Uh, and you mentioned the collectors of props and all that. And this is the thing that we still haven't gotten a grasp on is there's kind of like a black uh, collector's area, like, uh, you know, a, a, a dark collector's area, <laughs> if that makes or, any yeah, sense. Yeah, where your
1: David Copperfields and your John Stamoses are uh, trading items of value. Uh, yeah. like cause Parts of the Disneyland sign. Uh, right? Like, yeah. there
2: are people that, because we know, right, stuff comes up for auction and Afterwards, it gets bought, and everybody goes, who bought it? And everybody in the online talking community goes, no, it wasn't any of us, yeah. meaning there's somebody. And I've run into that. I've had people offer uh, on a couple of items I have, right? Like, you ever thought about selling it? I was like, no, I have not. But, you know, these were people that um, they're, they're – <laughs> It's kind of creepy. They're out there watching the community. They're reading everything. They just have no interest in talking to us. <laughs> and you know, frankly, in the last few years, some days I know how they feel. I but,
1: yeah, do not engage. <laughs> that's uh.
2: Well, here's in terms of rare things. I think the you know, not counting the mug. Um. Oh, the Kenner hand puppet Slimer.
1: Oh, that's true. You, have- you've talked about that uh, a little bit on the show. That's 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 pretty I, rare, right?
2: Well, the puppet is rare enough, but I also have one of the handmade uh, example ones that they sent to the factory. Like, it's still got the tag on it, and it's, it was hand-produced, just so the factory knew what the end product was supposed to to measure up to. So I have them side. I have a pair. Of, I have the, the twins sitting side by side. I have the... Uh, I don't know if he was sold in a package. I still haven't quite confirmed that or not. I don't think he did. Like he's just kind of a floppy thing. But I have, yeah, the puppet and, you know, the the <laughs> the the example template <laughs> that they made to this is how you do it sort of thing. Like those are those are both kind of rare. But I have um, one of the few things I bought off of Michael C. Gross uh, was a Stay Puft. Um, uh test uh label for the the packaging
1: and and it, has been you've generously uh allowed people to uh scan it reproduce it put it in it's in the is it in the visual history guide which one did that end up in uh,
2: the visual history, visual history guide, yeah. guide yeah and not to talk about leaks but I'm <laughs> kind of suspicious that it might that might then have turned out to be reference for the new movie in a couple of places but but as it should um, be that's okay I, yeah either here nor there it's again when the uh visual history came out again they were looking for materials and it just got into a conversation they're like what do you have we need everything we can get our hands on and i said here's my list of stuff and i think in the end i sent them about digital copies of five or six things and the stay Puft scan got turned into the the sticker that got included and I know I sent it I don't know if it got included in the book but I had one of the um, the Vigo um, uh, Aura photos oh
1: yeah from the dark room yeah
2: I can't remember if that made it in or not but uh, anyways that's actually that's another one because that one is um, uh, it's actually on a photo paper and it's stamped with the Ghostbusters 2 logo and an uh, ILM underneath So, that's a cool one. Yeah, that one I got like it's pressed away for safekeeping, but I should probably get that one framed. Yeah, that's something you
1: need to put behind the like UV protectant glass and yeah.
2: yeah. Well, it's in it's in a basement where the lights never come on. So for the
1: moment, it's probably (laughs) it'd probably be okay okay. no matter what I put it in. Yeah. Um, Well, I think what I'm learning here, uh, besides that there are many collectors of many different types, and that you and I could probably talk for hours upon hours on our love for collections. And I'm glad that this came up as a discussion topic because I feel like we can revisit this and, and come back to it, you know, as things uh, that you and I've come across, like, especially when I open up that storage locker and I go through the boxes, I'm sure I'll be like, Oh yeah, I should have talked about that on the air. Um, can, I, can I, can I, can I share the, uh, the, the, the,
2: the, uh, let's say the, the, the small parting gift collectibles uh, when we, Uh, Recorded or Uh, Yeah Yeah (laughs) So we We go down Uh, uh, Ghost Corps takes very nice care of us To you know uh, uh, Snacks We had Cheez-Its Cheez-Its are actually terrible things to eat When you're recording A a disc commentary It was all very nice And then afterwards uh, uh, Eric was like uh, uh, We were in the Ghost Corps offices And of course there's the wall of stuff Yeah and he's like, "Is there anything you guys want?" And I'm kind of like, "Oh, um, oh, those pins. Those pins look great." So I got a couple of <laughs> tiny little pins. And he, and then he looks at you. You actually, if it was a movie, is there anything you guys want? And I'll be like, "I'll have the pin. That's all I want." How about you, Troy? And then it, it, it slam cuts to us leaving the office with you carrying a Playmobil fire hall box that's half the size you are. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. To be fair, to be fair, we both got exactly what we wanted. I'm playing it up. I, I don't begrudge you at all, but it was
1: really hilarious. Oh my like, god! I mean, oh. in hindsight, like the the <laughs> gall that I had to be like, "Can, can I have one of the firehouses? <laughs> uh,
2: can I can I have that? Uh, what is it? Eagle Eagle Moss? That Eagle Moss <laughs> model hey, you're uh, showing
1: off. You got that nice uh, 59 Caddy out there in the uh, front lawn. <laughs> uh, can I take that? Hey! hey. Um, yeah, I mean, that, and and that was one. Uh, I mean, the good news is our our mutual friend, Mister Eric uh, Reich. He's he he knows that like my space is really limited, and that's one that I was like, I'm holding on to that one so that um a certain somebody can play with it when she's old enough. And he's like, okay, yes. take it, yeah. But those ones
2: uh, are, are yes, exactly. It, the um, yeah, I don't know if there's a any th- message to pass along with people. I see on the like the there's a ghostbusters collectible facebook page and people post their collections and there's a lot of people that are like they're posting their collections and then they start backpedaling like apologetically it's not much but i'm just getting started i'm like i'm not sure why people apologize for their collections you got to start like, somewhere you got to start yeah. somewhere and if anything else, if part of it is because, oh, it's not as big as XYZs, there's always going to be somebody else. There's always going to be Bobby 80s or Mr. Ghostbusters who have a ton of stuff. Yeah. Like, it's just it's nearly impossible to measure up to, you know, especially longtime long time. Fa- like, uh, I don't know how long Bobby 80s has been. Collecting, I really don't. But Alex uh, Newborn that we mentioned has been collecting a long, long time, and he's, for example, he's in in a whole other area that it's nearly impossible to catch up with them because he's got stuff that you will never get. it fortunately, he's sharing it. So if yeah. you go to YouTube, he, for example, has a, I think possibly the only collection. If uh, it's huge in its own right, don't get me wrong. But Nobody else went looking for old, old video, right? Like the Oprah, uh, uh, interview that ended up on the anniversary disc only really existed on YouTube because he put it up there yeah. way back when, Yeah, and, and they have a better copy that they managed to procure and scan and put onto the discs. But he, all the interviews like that were out there were things that he tracked down and found on, you know, old tapes or from other people and.
1: Yeah. And and that's his sort of contribution. Like you're, you're collecting, I think ultimately the end goal of a collector is to preserve something that you're, you're just basically the, the temporary keeper of it and you're making sure that it stays safe and then uh, you'll, you can't take it with you. So it's going to end up somewhere and we'll obviously pass it on to uh, someone Mm. else to keep, keep care of it. So yeah.
2: Don't, uh, don't don't apologize for your collection and don't feel like you got to get everything. Just, Go for the stuff that yeah. really moves you, sort of thing, and trust me. After a while, you'll still start to home in on the the stuff that you you really feel. Speaking of of, of um, uh, sharing with the community and stuff like that, I had a thought the other day. Like, I know you collect call sheets. Yep. Yeah. I know Alex. I think has call sheets. There's several other people that I have, I have no call sheets. Although I, when I see them online and all that here and there, I'm kind of fascinated. It occurred to me that we almost need like a a production wiki for people to share digital copies of the like so we you know what i mean like to yeah, almost so you have like the, a, put the production a, binders
1: a, online yeah
2: well or whatever like there nobody has a complete set is what i mean right but if we could see the whole the whole run of call sheets that provides like a huge snapshot of.
1: Oh yeah, knowing a production filming locations and, and times and yeah, right, people like, on set and and pages that they shot that were ultimately never uh, on yeah. screen and yeah, the call sheets. I you can pull a whole lot from call sheets. That's why I, I love them so much. But. exactly.
2: And there's a good example of of you know uh, the, oh. But there's something everybody can go collect, right? If you if you're a Ghostbusters fan but you also like baseball cards, you're you're in luck. Like you could literally ignore everything else and just spend your time trying to find the old tops Ghostbusters two stuff, a complete set of the Cryptozoic stuff, and then start hunting down those art cards. Like procuring those art cards alone is a lifetime of collecting yeah. right there. Yeah, I mean Actually, I'm going to do that, nobody else tries
1: (laughs) Well, if anything is to be proven from (laughs) last week uh, Ugly little spud on Twitter is going to take whatever it was I said copyright out loud Yeah Honestly I know. know But, um, hmm. So um so rate, yeah, we want to hear from you guys. Uh, we'll revisit collections. Uh, we'll come back to it. If you have a, a certain item in your collection that means a lot to you, something of, of uh, emotional or sentimental value, uh, let us know. We want to hear you guys' stories. Call that voicemail so we can play it on a future episode. Don't wait another
4: minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Ghost stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it
1: again. We want to hear from you. Leave
2: us a voicemail on our call in line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page you and Twitter accounts. Finn is dead.
4: Uh, no kidding. Just give me the address.
2: Search Facebook for Ghostbusters. Interdimensional cross-rip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I
0: just wanna get back close again. What the hell are you doing?
2: If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is four seven zero two G B H Q I C.
5: That'll do it. Thanks very much, Ray. <laughs>
1: Chris, I realize something that we probably should have mentioned at the top of the show. I feel terrible that we've saved it now for our, our closing uh, statements here. But uh, speaking of collections, if you are a collector of autographs, if you are a collector of uh, if, if you've got eight by tens, if you've got photos, uh, we've, we've been talking about signed call sheets, all that kind of stuff. Um, If you are a collector, there is something special that's being uh, put together right now from our friends at the Containment Unit, uh, who, if you're not familiar, we did mention them a a while back because they did a private signing with Ernie Hudson, and what they do is they take uh, commissions from uh, fans, and uh, if you have items that you want uh, these certain people to sign, they uh, collect all of those items, and they present them to the the celebrity and make sure that they are signed, Uh, they give you a certificate of authenticity. Uh, Very, Uh very cool. Um, And and I mean, If anything is to be gauged from the Ernie Hudson signing, uh, it was an enormous success because everybody loved it and everybody got their stuff signed and uh, all easy peasy. Very cool. So uh, they are now putting together a signing with Will Deutschendorf, uh, baby Oscar Barrett, uh, one half of of baby Oscar. His uh, brother Hank, of course, unfortunately passed away. But um, but this is the first time uh, that he's ever really signed stuff. It's what it sounds like, right, Chris? He doesn't really yeah. make public appearances. He doesn't really no. sign autographs. Um, Not impossible that somebody bumped
2: into him over the year and maybe oh, got a yeah, map, sure. But he's never done the signing show. Not neither br- brothers did the signing shows. They've never gone to cons. Uh, and more to the point, um, when his you know Hank passed. Uh, um, Just the height of tragedy I don't think I think it'd be hard for any family member But I can't imagine that a twin Wants to go to (sighs) The monster horror weekend And you know uh, I don't know It's just a tricky one right like on the one hand it's, It's always nice to meet people that you know love the thing you were in and all that but it's also just kind of a yeah, continuing
1: brings brings up memories and uh yeah. and and pixel so, wounds yeah so i think that's why but, these, these private signings are great especially for something like yeah. this where it's uh will doesn't necessarily have to go to a convention hall doesn't have to sit uh on the exhibit hall floor and, and floor yeah uh, it's
2: all all kind of yeah exactly all handled in house in- in- with the thing uh it has the advantage of, like the cons, you can arrange to send something to be signed. Yeah. Uh, and as of right now, I think uh, the end of
1: August. Is
2: it the end of August you got to send it in? Uh, it let me pull September up, yeah, 9th?
1: August 30th is their uh, photo order closing. So you, can, photo you can order order. order so photos. September
2: 9th came up. That must be the deadline to get the, if you're mailing in... Uh, Special items. Maybe yeah. I don't go to the Facebook to double check. Uh, but the trick there is this. This is the whole thing. It's um, I don't know that he normally ever would have considered this, except that the the containment unit group approached him, uh, know what they're doing, and presented an opportunity not only for fans to uh, get an autograph that, like I don't even think he did autographs for the cryptozoa cards. I don't. Trying to remember. Think
1: he did. I don't know if they did. Or uh, Although those yeah. were
2: the first movie, all the first movies, so that makes sense. I yeah, guess. yeah. Was it all the first movie? No,
1: no, no. no. Yeah, b- uh, Brownstone Boy number two, obviously, yeah. uh, did a, right? a signing.
2: Yeah, and uh, Hardemeyer and all yeah. that. Yeah, okay. So, but but I don't think they did. I don't think I they don't, did. Baby Oscar. So yeah. it's well, a find yourself the Oscar, baby Oscar card, regular one in the set, and uh, fire that out to get signed. But but the point there is is that I don't think he would ever worry about it. They came to him with this plan, and. <laughs> it's not like it's any less of a reminder of his brother to do it this way. But the main point is that all the proceeds, like 100% of the proceeds are going to the, uh, I don't have it open in front of me. Can you, it's the, uh, uh
1: survivors of suicide boss, San Diego. Uh, yes. so one 100% of the proceeds, if you send in your item, you, you pay $25 to have it signed and, yeah. uh, that 25 bucks will go to the, uh, survivors of suicide boss, uh, I also so, know that, that mm. Will has uh, Hank's Hope for a Cure, which is his charity that he's putting together for uh, yeah. uh, mental illness awareness and um, su- suicide awareness. And so um, I would imagine that there's probably going to be some sort of a contribution to that uh, as well. Uh, but-
2: absolutely. I like the, the, the Survivor of, of Suicide, that group. That one sounds really, really good because prevention is one thing but helping the, the yeah. people left behind. And that's and it makes perfect sense because Will and his family had to figure out how to get through this senseless thing, right? And now the proceeds... Are, so basically what it comes down to is with any reservations, if you got even just 25 bucks to get a signed one, throw it that way. Because yeah. A, you're going to get A really really unique for all you people going where do i start my collection
1: here's the here's Here's the opportunity yeah 100 percent. that's the way to do it and it's
2: and it's gonna go it's gonna go back up uh the deutsche dorst families uh you know um their their charities of choice
1: yeah yeah so uh search for facebook for the containment unit autographs that's your uh your route in and uh act fast because there is a deadline on it uh Yep. August 30th for photo orders September 9th for sending in your materials to be signed. Uh, make sure you do that cause it's going to a good cause and a good way to get a rare autograph. Yeah. Um, all right, Chris, well, uh, fun discussion topic again. I love that. We've kind of done back to back, uh, non news uh, subjects here, which has been a lot of fun, but, uh, yeah, next week, some, some fun stuff in store. So please join us then see you all on the other side. <laughs>
0: Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Cross-Rip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net.
5: It used to be one of my two favorite
1: shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just
2: want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. <laughs> Next
5: week, though, careless Cats. We're <laughs>